0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. The 3 Now Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get into the action than FanDuel. Awesome new and existing User promotions, America's number one sportsbook. Very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code COLLIN so they know we sent you. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. How's everyone doing? Super Bowl week is upon us, and I have Colin Coward on the show today, who talked with Tom Brady on his radio television show today. We'll dive into a lot of football stuff, some Super Bowl thoughts, Lamar Jackson, Sean Payton, Tom Brady. We'll discuss it all. Uh, we ended up going, I think, like 45 minutes, so I, I will just do a separate mailbag on a different podcast um, and we'll just have this show, just me and Colin. We'll kind of go from there uh, and yeah, we'll just keep rocking and rolling. Hopefully everyone's having a good week and uh, we got to enjoy it, man. Only one more football game left. So if you want to get in the mailbag coming up, not maybe I'll put one out Thursday. Definitely. we have one out for the weekend at John Middlecoff is the Instagram fire in those DMS subscribe to the three and out podcast, have a podcast out This one's on Tuesday, had one on Monday, also did a mailbag on Sunday, so a lot of content if you haven't got it. Appreciate everyone listening. You can find us on the Volumes YouTube page as well, and uh, yeah, let's dive in the show. (laughs) Live here on AMP, on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, like the video, as well as subscribe to the 3 and Out podcast. Big week, Super Bowl, heard a lot of people watch it. Uh, Exciting times, a couple big uh, Mahomes, the Eagles. Andy Reid, hard to get much better. But before we dive in here with Colin Coward, I want to tell you about my friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to the App Store. We all have these smartphones. Download the GameTime app on your phone. And when you do it, type in the promo code John, J-O-H-N, get $20 off tickets to anything, first-time users. Well, we got a special deal going for you. Whether you're a first-time user, whether you're an existing user, there's a thing called the Super Bowl. You want to come, beautiful Arizona, a lot going on this week, waste management as well. Volume 100, the promo code is VOLUME100. Type that in, get $100 off Super Bowl tickets. So if you're planning on coming the Phoenix, to Scottsdale this weekend, you're an Eagles fan, you're a Chiefs fan, you want to watch your team win their second Super Bowl in not many years, type in VOLUME100 when you download the fastest-growing ticket app, the Game Time. Go to your app store, download it, VOLUME100, get yourself a deal and do it now. Well, I'm here with the man I, I was was telling you before we hopped on. I was at the gym today, and I had FS1 on the television. And all of a sudden, I look up, and I see this beautiful man next to Colin Coward, and it's no <laughs> other than Tom Brady, who looked tanner than you, Colin. He looked fantastic. He's he's a good looking guy.
1: He is. He is. I said during the interview, never try to limit your appearances on a TV screen next to Tom Brady. Uh, he and Jesse Palmer make even a moderately, um, you know, redeemable guy. And I think moderately redeemable is where I classify. You look
0: like uh, you're, you're out bailing hay. Uh, you've been in a you've been in a ditch for six hours next to Brady. You did a thing a long time ago on your old your the old place. That when you walked in the hallways and you crossed Jesse Palmer, you just realized it was it wasn't a fair game for all of us, right? <laughs> I mean, he's Jesse's uh, a good looking I mean, guy. I would take an exit.
1: I just jump into an office. Didn't even. I didn't want to be seen in the same space. So, uh, but Brady was in New York doing something with his son, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's. uh, I I tried to butter. I had a joke to start because I know you know. There's Tom on that podcast. Kind of has control of it, so I wanted to lighten up the mood with a Mike Vrabel thought because I know he's close with Vrabel. And it got Tom in a good mood, and we were off and rolling for about 12, 15 minutes. But, you know, it was very gracious. I'd, you know, I've interviewed almost I think, everybody. You know, Tiger Woods, Barack Obama, Trump, uh, you know, every coach, anybody I yeah.
0: wanted. Uh, he was one of the last ones. So it was great. Well, I got two things on it. To me, one thing that stood out, you asked him a very direct question, is there a 1% chance of you coming back? And the thing I noticed... And I understand it's you know this game is meant the light it's his life it's his identity he refused to use the word retirement. And he, I mean he kind of beat around the bush but he did not say like it's not like he easily could have said Colin under no chance I'm I'm taking this year off next year be a fox but I am not coming back under any circumstances. He, he kind of went the Belichickian, worked around it. What what would your take on that?
1: Well, I you know now His business is on the East Coast, right? So, I mean, Tom will be able to throw the football. He set two NFL records this year. So Tom will be able to throw the football in 10 years from now. As Drew Bledsoe always says, you don't lose the arm. You lose the legs. You lose the desire. So Tom... If Tom stays in shape, I don't doubt. And and let's say the Niner thing just implodes totally. And they call him in August and say, can you play October 1st? I think you take the phone call. Um, You know, the the Niners one, even though it's cross country, the roster is so good. You know, there's just there's part of me that thinks how would he not take the call cuz it's not a quarterback demanding job it's a quarterback friendly job now when i watched brady at the beach i thought it was over and his answer today though he didn't give a definitive i still think it's over but i let's let's say i retired and i meant it what if a year later like the greatest job ever is offered I'd probably pick the phone up. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like Tom looks great. Still has a great arm. Just was in an offense that completely utterly depended on him and got them to win the division. So I think he's done, but just cause you're done doesn't mean, you know, he's not only a football player, he's an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, Entrepreneurs always pick the phone up. You know, obviously i lived in northern california a long time and you know you're a fan of your team but as you grow older whether you play or whether you just do different things that separates but there is an element of one the guy loves to win and the team is set up to win and two like i lost my dad a couple years ago and uh, you know you've lost parents there is a unique part as your parents age if you do have the opportunity to do something special with them so that's i'd be shocked if not just Kyle Shannon, but I bet Josh McDaniels as well. Uh, those two teams to me are going to have a conversation with this man. Now, whether Tom comes back, but those conversations are going to be had.
1: Yeah. Just because you retire doesn't mean people can't reach out. Exactly. To you. <laughs> so I, I think Tom is retired. It felt authentic to me, but, um, you know, listen, Troy Aikman got phone calls. Drew Brees has gotten phone calls. Um, That's the way the game is. Like when you retire and you're great, you know, this three to four teams every year get trapped every year happens in training camp. So, yeah, I mean, it's like Tom's going to get calls. I think he's going to say no to all of them, but the Niners, because of the roster, (laughs) you at least take the call, pour yourself Pour yourself a pint and sit and talk for thirty minutes and laugh. You know, I mean, you have to take the call.
0: You know, and last thing on Tom, one thing I found funny is a lot of people, you know, the media critics and Twitter or whatever think, you know, it's Greg Olson has done a great job. And listen, he's 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 good, and he seems like a fantastic guy. But it's crazy that Tom Brady just gets to come in and take the job, no experience. The reality is, there's a small percentage of people: Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. If they want the number one gig. I don't care who it is. They're getting replaced. Unless it's John Madden, Tom Brady sitting in that seat, regardless who's there. It's just there's a level of fame that Tom has amassed. I would say the last five or six years taken him to another stratosphere that it's just great. Great. But Tom Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I stay
1: out of those conversations. Greg is fantastic. Um, And now Tom announced that Greg's going to do it again with Kevin Burkhardt. Yeah. Cause I think Tom really a needs to exhale and B wants to figure out how to do this, to be great at it. So that'll be something that my bosses figure out, you know, they don't include me in those conversations. Like, right. So um, I don't know. I I'm glad that I'm a broadcaster and I don't really have to do that because the one thing Fox does a remarkable job at, they're really good at it is production. Um, when I worked at ESPN, there were there were tons of talented people. But I didn't think we were overly creative. Uh, some of, I mean, ESPN's had that NBA pregame show for 20 years. I still don't think they ever get it perfectly right. Um, Fox figured out soccer quickly. Took yeah. them about two years to figure out golf. Their World Series coverage, their college football Big Ten, the show they did with Urban Meyer. From a production standpoint, Fox does TV really well. Everything feels big. And so Brady feels huge. So he's a natural choice for Fox. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do in a year. I I just know, you know, Tom signed on as the number one guy, Greg Olson. And this doesn't surprise me at all is amazing. I've known Greg for over 10 years. So I'm glad somebody else does that, but you know, I thought, you know, today I, 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 cause I had thought about it. I, I thought I'm going to ask Tom, dude, can't you just take, I mean, wouldn't you want to, you've been playing football for 40 years, probably 38. It's like, I'd want to take a
0: big, long exhale. And he did. You know, I hadn't read the story, but I saw your take. And then I Googled it, the, the, the Tony Romo intervention. And I think one underrated part, I remember getting hired in the NFL And just thinking, like, I know football and just realizing how many players were in the league, how many moving parts, how much is going on, how much work it takes, whether you're a coach, whether you're a GM, whether you call games to follow the league. I mean, truly know it. Like, who is the fourth wide receiver on the Jags? And, you know, you saw Romo taking a lot of shit. Well, part of it, the the amount of effort it takes to truly be all in in football is very difficult. Just it By well, far, is the most amount of players. It has the most inventory every year of new guys coming in. Guys get cut all the time. Random guys. You can watch any game, whether it's the Niners or the worst team in the league, and they got a random dude that was in the XFL a year ago. It, it, it is time-consuming. This is not the NBA where seven people play.
1: Yeah, that's what I said about Romo, is that um, the league turns over every three years. Now, I, I, I joked about golf as an aside. I said, I think Tony wants to play on the tour. Yeah, well, he and- does. He does. He
0: does. He he hits balls. So, uh, you know, people. a lot of people tagged me and said, John, I said, well, I, I found a way to monetize golf. Big difference. Yeah. Bring a revenue stream uh, to the volume.
1: The people you do, um, golf is addictive, and I've known a lot of people that go down it, and um, they fall in love with golf and fall out of love with their job. But, um, you know, the one thing with Tony Romo is that Tony's always had, even as a player – his style was sort of winging it. I mean, he winged it. Uh, it. That's what it always felt like. Yeah. So that's what he's like as a broadcaster. By the way, Peyton Manning was surgical in his preparation. Well, if you watch the Mannings on Monday night, Peyton Manning's got so much information. It's, it's insane. insane. It's nuts. I know. So you become Aikman. And a, Aikman's another guy. Very prepared as a player very prepared as a broadcaster so i think you become what you were as a player so brady brady will be fantastic and again however that whatever happens happens it's none of my business but work
0: work ethic is not the question with tom
1: yeah it's (laughs) that's why when he said i want to take a year off i think tom just he'll do a deep dive on everything and and um you know, I can't wait to hear him. But when well, well, you know, I heard uh, I forget who it was. You'll see a lot of people have predicted. Well, you know, I I don't know how he'll be. He's not a guy that fails a ton. No. Peyton Manning's not a guy that fails a ton. I mean, a classic example: Charles Barkley was known as a bad practice player, um, and he doesn't do a ton of prep on TNT. Now he's just naturally funny, and that's what comes off. But they yeah. joke that he doesn't follow a lot of the teams. Well, he wasn't a great practice player. He struggled with his weight. He wasn't really great in terms of nutrition and commitment. So that's what he is as a broadcaster. He just is so naturally funny and likable that he pulls it off.
0: You know, my first reaction last week when Sean Payton took the job was, one, if you're Denver, no brainer hiring him. If you're a Denver Broncos fan, they got a lot of them. I'd be fired up. And my first reaction was like, God, that's pretty risky. You know, they, the quarterback situation. And then I realized, like, part of what, you know, ambitious, confident, like, it was risky for you to start the volume. It was risky when you moved companies to come to FS1. Right, right, right. Part of getting the reaping big-time rewards is taking risks. Andy Reid went to the Chiefs. They had the number one overall pick. They did not have a quarterback at the time. So confident, talented people take big risks because typically they know deep down the percentage and the, the chances of them succeeding at that are relatively higher you see today there was a story already changed out the towels like he's on everything this guy is going in there like a bull in a china shot that thing is gonna it's gonna be hard for him to fail now the quarterback situation russell's got to be better and if he's just shot then that's gonna be a problem but so now they have a last place schedule
1: so that's it secondly um They At the end of the year, they actually played Kansas City tight. They played better. So when Hackett left the building about two weeks later, they got competent. So I I said this today. It's not like you're going from a, a solid coach who got fired, Vic Fangio, absolutely excellent one side of the ball. You're not going from Vic Fangio to Sean Payton. You're going from Freddie Kitchens yeah. to Sean Payton. You're going from somebody that just isn't a head coach to Sean Payton. And how many games do they win? Three or four or five? Now the I saw their schedule. The schedule's easier, and now you have a world-class coach instead of a coordinator. Um, so, and by the way, Derek Carr is out of the division. Tom Brady's retired. So, what if the Raiders are less competent? Um, the over under i had guessed it would be eight and a half it was i got lucky on that with the staff i said in the morning meeting uh the day it was announced i said they've got to be eight and a half and that's what it was i would bet the over i think it's a nine to a ten win team schedules easier the defense still good you know this the cap flexibility is a problem but what's not is getting draft picks you can get draft picks very quickly in this league by moving people. The Rams could trade Jalen Ramsey and get a first and a four, and suddenly they have all their picks. Yeah, You, you can make moves if you have elite players. Uh, you would never want to move Patrick Sertan. But if you had to move a Jerry, Judy, or you had to move somebody, you can get second, third, fourth round picks real quick.
0: The other thing is having a powerful offensive coach, <clears throat> you can draft and hit on good players or turn them into good players in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. He had a lot of guys over his tenure that impacted their teams that were not second round picks. That you know, Marcus Colson, Jimmy Graham, I wasn't a top first round pick. You can get really good players when you have an offensive coach who's also the play caller in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. And that to me is where he comes through. Where, where when you're paying a guy $17 million, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, that that's where it impacts you.
1: Yeah, he Sean told me um off the air he said basically we want to make our offense basketball on grass he goes if you look at what russell does well and by the way when hackett left last couple of weeks john russell wilson moved more and yeah. the offense was more successful they want to play to russell's strength which is elusiveness mobility um the the soft deep ball um you know what i think happened is that hackett had an offense went to Denver, it was Aaron's offense, and it wasn't built for Russell. And he just didn't have a second offense. Whereas Peyton has had a Taysom Hill offense, a Drew Brees offense, a Dalton offense. So Sean has been doing this a long, long time. I just don't think um, Hackett had an offense in his repertoire for Russell. And that's why they, when we kept screaming, change the offense. He didn't have it. You're asking somebody to throw Kershaw's curve and they don't throw the curve. So that's why it was so bad.
0: At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Okay, right now, download FanDuel. Use the promo code COLLINS, C-O-L-I-N. You can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything. Money line, point spreads, who's going to score the first touchdown? The promo code is always Colin. FanDuel has tons of betting options. I like the same game parlay. Bet a little, win a lot. FanDuel's app is safe, secure, easy to use, and you get paid your winnings really fast. Join FanDuel today, promo code Colin, to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana text H O P E N Y 467 369 in New York, Tennessee. Red line 1 800 Tennessee. Visit 1 800 gambler.net in West Virginia.
0: Yeah, let's transition to the Super Bowl. You know, I, I was looking a couple days ago. When you, the coach and the quarterback that win two Super Bowls together, it's a pretty short list, especially in modern day. I would say, like starting Walsh, Montana on, a lot of teams that won multiple Super Bowls did it with. Multiple, you know, multiple quarterbacks. and Andy and Mahomes, obviously Belichick and Brady have six. Montana and Walsh have three. It, it, Shanahan and Elway have the two, but it happened at the end of Elway's career. So it didn't get to happen over a long period of time, which who knows? they maybe they had more. I would say the outlier is Coughlin and Eli that had these two unique runs, but it wasn't like a prolonged success. I don't know if anyone's ever catching Belichick and Brady. You would bet against it, winning six Super Bowls together as a head coach and a quarterback. But I think Andy Mahomes, if they knock this thing out Sunday, do have an opportunity one day to kind of be right there as the modern-day version of Walsh in Montana. Well, when Belichick ran the league for
1: 20 years, most of 20 years, there was certainly an argument in the last 15 of those years, Andy Reid was the second-best coach. He was getting to the NFC Championship four or five times and a Super Bowl. And he was one of the coaches that gave Belichick problems. Then he goes to Kansas City, two wins to, I think, 11 overnight. And then he's, he's um, at the end of Bill's great New England days. Andy was beating him um, with Mahomes. And so I argued this. When Bill was running the league, Andy was arguably the second best coach. With Andy now running the league, Bill's not second. He's, he's struggling to get into the playoffs. We view like Shanny or McVeigh, Yeah, or Peyton. And so my takeaway is, Andy is 64. If he coached to 68 and won two to three of these things, I think we would look at it differently, which would be when the rules lean to Bill, he won, Andy was second. When the rules lean to Andy, he was one, Bill wasn't second. So that I think it's going to even things out, and fair historians will say Andy and Bill are way closer. By the way, Bill got fired in Cleveland. Can't win big without Tom.
0: Andy's won
1: with a lot of people.
0: I would say this for Coach Reed. I remember being at the combine in two thousand nine, right after they had won the Super Bowl, and a buddy of mine on the staff was like, "You know what's crazy is we had a we had a week or two off after we won the Super Bowl. You know, everyone celebrated." And I drove by the facility, and I looked, and Coach Reed's car was there. And I had the opportunity, worked in the office for a couple years. I've never – I've been around a lot of successful – I've never seen a work ethic like this. To me, the only thing that's going to stop this man from coaching, he's a bigger guy, it would be health. His love and passion for the game, and obviously with Mahomes, like I, I, he's going to coach until he can't coach. You know, Coach Reed, he's in this for the long haul. So I think the Chiefs, I mean, they've already built like they're kind of the If they win this. They're the dynasty of kind of this era. but they're not going away. I mean, they got all these young defensive backs. Pacheco's a young player. They got all these draft picks. They got a dynamic GM. Like, I think the Chiefs are kind of in this thing for the long haul. Like this ain't just a cute little five year run. I mean, this is a much more sustainable like Holmgren and Favre. Well, then Holmgren left to Seattle and Favre kind of like this thing's going to go for a while. Oh, I think so. I think the only
1: thing that is in the way of it is Andy Reid retiring.
0: Yeah, that and would be a problem.
1: So, and I said this today, Andy retires, let's say they win and he retires. Who who do you hire? Eric Bieniemy? No. I mean, Eric Bieniemy didn't get a job interview in Chicago and
0: the GM was formerly in Kansas City. He didn't get an interview. I, I, I think it'd be Matt Nagy. You know, I know he struggled in Chicago, but him and Veach played college football together. Him and Mahomes are tight. Again, I I don't you I don't know I don't know anything. I, I would be stunned if Andy retires in the near future. Health again, he's family stuff, but I, I think the Chiefs and I, I think he knows. I mean, obviously he was there with Young Favre. He's seen McNabb, the little Vic. Th- this is as special as it get. I mean, that quarterback a couple weeks ago. That was a, a legendary performance on a bum ankle in a game against an all-time... Joe Burrow is going to be an all-time great player. I mean, that, that's going to go down as one of his defining moments, even if he goes on to win four more Super Bowls. I was actually blown away by Steve
1: Spagnola because Burrow has really evened out his game. So his first year he gets hurt. His second year, he was mostly good, but he had some stinkers. Remember the game against Chicago? He had like yeah. three picks and three passes. So he was uneven. This year, he he didn't have a bad Sunday. Now week one, first game off surgery, he struggled. He didn't have another bad Sunday until the Chiefs. Um and it was like we didn't we don't view Kansas City as a great defense. So Spag's got after him in the first half um, gave him some problems with rookies in the back end in the second half so are we watching are we watching a defense of the chiefs that situationally is just better than we think because Burrow this year just did not have bad
0: sundays i mean he went about 60 he went 15 16 weeks he was good every sunday well that to me sunday is the niners for about a quarter and a half until that thing fell apart had a game plan against Jalen. Pick us apart, bro. Pick us apart. We don't think you're you're missing throws. We are not going to just rush up the field. We're going to make you beat us with your arm. And he couldn't do it. And I heard Greg Bye. Cosell, he did not, he did not look good. He didn't really have to do anything for the game. And to me, that's the game plan is make him beat you with his arm. Do not overrush him. I think that's the most fascinating part about this game. The Jalen Hurts early in the season was so dynamic. It didn't matter. Like he could make plays because he can turn into a running back. This version. It's hard to quantify because you don't see him limp in. You don't see him holding his shoulder, but something is off. And who knows? Maybe now we've had two weeks, maybe he's healthier. But if the version that we saw Jalen against the 49ers, I mean, I I like the Chiefs in this game, if that's the guy playing. Yeah, he just didn't
1: have any touch. So, um, and you're going to have to have touch. And then, let's be fair, Super Bowls are different. Um, It's different playing at home. Um, against the Giants, or Brock Purdy goes out. And he looked a little off against Brock Purdy. Now you're facing Mahomes, neutral field, a lot of Chiefs fans. That's a totally different ballgame. And again, although there's rookies everywhere in the back end, uh, I hope Snead concussion protocol can play for the Chiefs. He fortunately gets a long break. But um, I can see scenarios where Andy Reid dials it up, Chiefs take a lead. A lot of, you know, multiple sets, a lot of stuff they haven't seen. All of a sudden, Philadelphia gets down. Jalen is a little tight for a series. Kansas City gets it again, goes up 10 nothing or 14 nothing. All of a sudden, Hurts now is really tight. I can see that scenario. At, I mean, Kansas City, you know, early in Mahomes' career, he'd fall into these huge deficits and come roaring back. Yeah. You know, the new Patrick Mahomes has taken leads. Uh, so he's he's obviously better at uh staying on the script early, uh not veering from it, taking leads. So I I can absolutely see Kansas City winning the coin toss, taking it, taking a lead, and thinking, and Andy thinking, guys, let's make Jalen Hurts play from behind,
0: neutral field. You know, Super Bowls are different. Everybody's a little tight. No, well, I, I know. I mean, I heard you on the show today, you lean in Eagles a little bit, it's assuming Jalen's well, healthy. I've, I, I've, I've, I said this today.
1: I know the chin will be available. Will Jalen land the punch? There yeah. are matchup advantages for Philly. They have the better roster. But I want to see him. Um, he didn't land. He couldn't land against San Francisco. They, they just basically fell apart. So I know Mahomes will land his opportunities. I don't think he'll have as many. So my, my initial, my gut feeling was the matchup really favors Philadelphia. If you told me Jalen Hurts... If you told me Jalen Hurts' first half line and said, okay, he's, you know, he he's seven for twelve, I'd be like, mm, they're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Um I think it's very obvious what what Kansas City and Spags want to do. It's exactly what D'Amico Ryan's wanted yeah. to do. Make Jalen
0: beat us, and he didn't look good. I saw this story. Uh Jeremy Fowler wrote that there's a chance that the Ravens and Lamar are more than a hundred or potentially a hundred million dollars apart. Yeah. And y- you've talked for a long time about like hirees, a bad business partner. Like it's just bad to be in business with them. Well, part of just doing a deal with the player, like it's one thing if I think you're a $10 million player and you think you're a 12 and we can bridge, if you're trying to sell me a home and your home's worth two million and I offer 1.8, we can figure it out. But if your home's worth two and I'm offering $600,000, we ain't going to get a deal done. <laughs> So it's starting to get to the point like $100 million, This These aren't $800 million contracts. That's What are we talking about here? Like, Listen, I understand this outlier contract of Deshaun Watson, but it feels like Lamar starting to be in la-la land a little bit about what's going on because $100 million, this is the NFL. That, that is most contracts. Well, 99% of players don't sign $100 million contracts. What, what are we doing? Well,
1: we know by watching Lamar Jackson. He's wildly emotional. He he gets so mad at Lamar, right? So he's young, he's emotional. So when he has his mom as an agent and not somebody who does this professionally, that means um, the reason I have an agent, just to keep me out of it. Yeah. He feels very much in it. So you're talking about a young man who's highly emotional, probably feels slighted, Disrespected, and there's probably a lot of you know. There's probably a little bit of turbulence in this thing, and and so I could see, you know, they have offered him a con. I think they offered him one hundred thirty-three million. So if they're hundred off, he wants two thirty-three. What I wonder is this: is if he's not going to use an agent, uh, it, it just going to be an emotional relationship?
0: Totally Would
1: you move him? Because you could get with somebody with picks. I mean, Seattle has two ones, two twos, two fours. If you're Baltimore, it's like, we'll give you Lamar today. Give us one of your ones, one of your twos, one of your fours, and a one next year. Baltimore drafts, John, and develops really, really well. We'll
0: take Geno and we'll draft another quarterback. The Jets would also, they're an emotional franchise that are desperate. I, I think when you look at Lamar, that word emotion is a good one because it goes back to the combine. One guy said you should play receiver. They got all up in their emotions. They refused to run. It's like Lamar. If you had just ran the forty, you would have ran like a four two eight or a four three one. There's not a snowball's chance in hell you're lasting to pick thirty two when you run that fast. You you would have gone way higher and said you've you have fallen. You need to somehow separate this because this is a disaster right now. You you don't have anyone who can go shop you around right now because everything is so close to the vest. This is starting to fall apart. I used to be on his side. Like, listen, they are so they're, you know, his success and their success are clearly tied. John Harbaugh is going to get fired before he came around. But now this is going like Lamar, you're going to start getting some bad advice and you're going to get traded. I, I, I'm i with you. I think I do wonder with Seattle. They feel like this is the, their shot to like, assuming they love one of these quarterbacks to kind of, you know, John Schneider loved Russell Wilson was big on Josh Allen And I could see him having one of these three guys at the top really love and go all in for him. You know, he's, you got to give him his credit. Like when it comes to quarterbacks, they've had a pretty keen eye. Even Geno, like they they were proven to be pretty right on that one. Well, again, Seattle has so. Because part of trading for Lamar, Colin, you'd then have to give him $190 million or whatever he wants, right? It's a double whammy. You got to trade and then pay. Well, Seattle, though,
1: not only do they have draft capital, they're going to move off. Jamal Adams here pretty quick. Yeah. They both tackles, free. Um, running back, Kenneth Walker, both corners. They hit the draft out of the park, John. They got six draftees that are starting. That's six starters you're not paying anything to. So Seattle, um, and, and by the way, they have I think they need another receiver, but if you bring Lamar in, DK Metcalf and Lockett are more than enough and Noah Fant and Will Disley. So Seattle's got draft capital. They're going to move off Jamal Adams, I think, because I think they like their other safeties. Um, And my takeaway with Seattle is they're not paying a lot of people. They're not. And Lamar, though, expensive, would not be Mahomes expensive, would not be Josh Allen expensive. I mean, I could see Seattle giving him a one, a two, a four, and you'd still have a one, two, and a four.
0: You know, on another quarterback, Derek, listen, There's, unless you got Josh Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, potentially Herbert, and we'll see on Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Like most of these guys under 30, you're not going to, you're not winning a Super Bowl, you know, unless your team is stacked like the Eagles. But you have Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, and Derek Carr. Do I love paying those guys $35, $40 million? No. But if your team, if you're a well run operation, you're going to make the playoffs. And if you make the playoffs, that means all season long, your team matters. And that's worth a lot. Like, ultimately, the Vikings this year, 13 wins. Jerry, 12 wins. They were never winning the Super Bowl to begin with. But going to the second round, hosting a playoff game is worth a lot to the owner. To me, Derek has a lot of value. He, if you just get him in a stable organization, you put him with the Saints, maybe you get him with Frank in the, in the Carolina. If that gets you 10 wins in the playoffs, th- that is well worth 30, $32 million, is it not? I think I, I this one seems obvious. He's going to get Frank cut. right? He's going to get cut here, I think, in a week because he's not going to get traded.
1: So if you're cut, like if you're Carolina and you want him, wouldn't you give somebody a pick to secure him? Would you if if it's if he's
0: cut, what's the order in which you have to buy to get him? But I would just tell his agent, we will give him like a three year contract. You know, I'll okay. give you three years, 90 million dollars and guarantee us 60 of it. Like I will give you way more money than what we trade for you, but we want to give you a multi-year deal, not even just some 130. We will give you several years, and you can still draft a guy in the second or third round and figure it out as you go, but you get someone who comes in and can play. Say what you want about Cousins. Since he's been in Minnesota, he has not been their main problem. Does he have flaws? We dump it down on fourth down in the playoffs? Yeah. Yes, but you're in the playoff game. Think how, many, think how many teams in the league would have died to be in that spot. Hosting a playoff game, 13 wins? So yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Derek, the smart business move, no trade clause, cut me. Because someone's going to get, I'm too good of a quarterback. I'm too high level of a guy. I've never been in trouble. I mean, I, I played well, for the
1: Raiders. Also, Derek doesn't want to go to a place that had to surrender picks. He wants them to have their draft capital. Yeah. So if Derek has a no trade clause, which he does, Derek can say no, 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 no to all of them. So Derek has all the leverage here. For sure. Then he gets cut. And then, you know, one of the things I I saw a story about Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders today, and my takeaway is you're going to have no roster flexibility with Aaron's contract because they also paid Jacobs, Colton Miller, Max, Chandler, Waller. So you have no roster flexibility. You can't give up that and picks. So when people say, well, give give the Packers two ones and two twos, those are four starters in two years on defense. Like, you, you. this is what Denver's in. Denver's like, we got no cap roster flexibility, and we don't have any picks. So to me, um, the Raiders are in a weird spot. Um, I think, I honestly think the NFC is so weak, John, that Derek Carr, Frank Reich, and that defense win that division going away. I agree.
0: Totally agree. I mean, I they could win. They could be hosting multiple playoff games next year. Absolutely. Just, you know and this. I forgot about Aaron. You got. I could never let you out of here without an Aaron Rodgers. What's what your? How do you think this all plays out? Fifty-one percent Green Bay. I think Green you, Bay. Wait, you still you still think he might stay?
1: Yes, because I always come back to Green Bay. Minnesota's not going to go eleven and zero in one score games. That doesn't work that way. The year before they lost them all, this year they won them all. Yeah. So you can just take three or four of those. Because with Cousins, you don't blow a lot of people out. You don't. There's a ceiling. So they, they're they going to hire Brian Flores on defense. So Good they hire. will be better defensively. Yeah. So they may be a better overall team, but they're not going to go 11-0 in one-score games. If Aaron stayed, they addressed the tight end position and an edge rusher. They got all their picks. I think they're going to win the division. Bears still stink. I don't trust Detroit. So, and Minnesota will come back down to earth. I still think that's the place where Aaron can host a playoff game. Aaron is being very casual about his future. And I think it's actually a brilliant business decision because whoever goes and gets Aaron, you can't give up a lot of loot to get him. And so, and Aaron's smart. Remember when Mello? forced his way to the Knicks, and the Knicks had no leverage, had to give a ton up. Melo arrived in New York, and he was a $20 million chandelier in an empty house. They had no yeah. players. So by Aaron saying, I may play, I may not. I mean, the Raiders will go, okay, can we get two ones? And you're like, how about a one and two twos? I'm not sure you can get more on the market. I know I've talked to Ajima about this. What are you willing to give up for a guy that can retire after a year?
0: Well, to me, think about his contemporaries, right? Obviously, Brady was like, I'm playing to like I'm 50, <laughs> you know, I'm never going to quit. Manning never would have quit if his arm didn't fall off. Breeze couldn't throw. If you traded for those guys when they were still as good as Aaron, you just knew they were going to play until they couldn't play anymore. Aaron has been talking about retirement now consistently for several years, and he's doing weird stuff. I think if he operated like Peyton or Breeze, teams would have no problem. I'll give you two ones for 30 if a guy of might course. play four more years. But he's the opposite. Of- yeah. You think he's so doing it, it specifically may... to limit, or that's actually what he thinks.
1: Well, I said today, I don't know. It may be an incidental, accidental stroke of genius. Yeah. But it does pretty much guarantee that whoever trades for him won't have to give up as much as if agree. He, instead of saying, I'm playing forever. So I mean, I, I think I always put myself in the spot. If I'm the Raiders GM, I'd be like all right, oh, I want Aaron, but I can get Garoppolo and not give him anything. I'll give you two ones. That's it. No more picks. No more. I would do two ones for Aaron, but I wouldn't give you more than that. That's it. Um, and when you consider he was an MVP, back-to-back MVP, you know, two years ago, that's not a lot. Go look what Russell Wilson fetched.
0: At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I think the way you have to do it is that second pick is based on like, if we have success my first year and he returns, if we make the AFC championship game, I'll give you two ones. If he retires on me, that one turns into a four or something. But there has to be some. We're taking on some risk here because this guy could be you know, in, in the jungles in South America. You know, I don't know where he's going to be. Right. right. Uh, I, I saw your guy, Clatt blast in the USC recruiting class. I know you got any uh, any thoughts on the, the players, Lincolns? He, he didn't love not, not enough defense in, in the class. Any, well, any Colin Coward thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah, my thoughts
0: are when you have
1: Caleb Williams, to 18, do 18-year-olds 18 do you any good next year? He's bringing in twenty-one-year-old players who were like all-conference guys. So he brings in one of the best corners in the conference and one of the best receivers from Arizona. He brings in a top linebacker from Oklahoma State. They're going for the national championship next year. They're not. They're not going for. They brought a running back in from South Carolina. He's a five-star guy. So I think the way Lincoln looks at it is, listen, if we were rebuilding at quarterback. It's the long play. Yeah. It's not. They believe they were two plays from 13 wins, and they wouldn't have been blown out if Caleb stayed healthy. So they believe everybody on their schedule, they're go- and they will be a better defensive team. They have better personnel. They're deeper. But the reason they went light on high schoolers is because they're playing for a national title next year. That's how they view it, a playoff spot. Well, those 18-year-olds can be five-star. They're not going to play. They're not going to get on the field. They had a kid this year, uh, Relique Brown. He was a running back five-star kid. Clever player. Had no real impact. Probably yeah. six plays all year. Um, because they had like Austin Jones and they had Travis Dye. We're like four years older. So they've been in a college weight room for four years. They're just They're just men. So – I mean, I looked at USC's recruiting class, their high school recruiting class this year. They brought in about 15 kids. They have two that are going to play. One of them, Zakarian Branch, is a wide receiver. He will play. He's he's Reggie Bush on the perimeter. He is yeah. a wildly explosive player. He will play. Um, the lineman won't. Uh, they brought in a linebacker from Louisiana. He'll be a rotational player. But I'm not sure any of them outside of branch have a chance to start and they're mostly four-star kids. So uh, this is not remember when Nick Saban started Alabama, the transfer portal didn't exist like this. So he was building for the long haul. And even Nick brought in multiple junior college guys, those first three years, because Nick didn't want to wait four years to rebuild. He wanted to be a title contender by year two. And I think he won it in year three. Yeah. So, this, this, I think next year they'll probably wean off the portal a little. Well, here's where the portal's really effective, John. There's fewer whiffs. You have yeah. tape, they're division one. You bring in 12 guys, 11 can play that day. So even Sabin in a 25 person class, Sabin, eight guys can't play, and there's another eight that either academically, physically, emotionally, they underachieve. You get about eight guys a class who live up to the four to five star. That's with Saban. So uh, I think the future is transfers. At least half your class have to be transfers.
0: So do you think there's pressure on him to obviously win the conference and just at minimum make it to the playoffs when he's got, you know, maybe the best prospect they've ever had?
1: I don't even think it's pressure. I think think he looks at Caleb as easily – the best player in the country. So, and they've asked Caleb to help in recruiting with these portal transfer kids. So it's like, what what do we, so they went to Arizona and they got this kid, singer, a wide receiver. Well, he's going to be a late first, early second round pick. So if I get a five-star receiver, he's not as good as that kid. He ate USC's DBs alive last year. And they, and Lincoln told people, we got to get that guy. By the way, they also had a corner. That was really good. Lincoln's like, we got to get that guy. They took some of Jed's guys.
0: Jed couldn't have been happy. (laughs) No, he wasn't. (laughs) No, but that's, you know, that's college football in 2023. You got to do whatever you can to keep your guys. And it's part of the deal. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, again, I think Caleb is
1: the first quarterback. I mean, very few quarterbacks I put in the Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence class where they're going to succeed regardless of, of mismanagement.
0: I think Caleb may be the third guy. I think he's that good. Yeah, I think he's one of the biggest. He'll be one of the most anticipated college stars in a long time. Yeah, you know, just luck was a, obviously a great college player, and he was fun to watch for the football nerds. But this guy's running around. He's got a little bit stronger of an arm, a little more just the casual fan. You, you don't need to be Bill Polian to realize this. geez, it's a little Michael Vick to him, but he also can kind of throw like luck. It's just this guy might just be, I mean, he's going to be the number one overall pick. Yeah, he will. Drake May okay. second. Yes, pretty good quarterback draft. So, uh, you know, if you if you suck this year, and your team does, you might as well uh, enjoy it because it might lead to greatness. Yeah. Well, Colin, uh, when are you headed out to uh, Arizona?
1: I'm doing the Wednesday show from Los Angeles. I get on a flight to Phoenix, go to the volume party. Are you, you're going to be there, of course. I will see you there, yep. Then Thursday, Friday, do the shows. And then I fly back Saturday morning where I'm going to hang out and watch the game from home and take notes, as I do every year. That's what I do. So
0: uh, I can't wait. I'm excited. Well, I'll see you Wednesday and uh, have a good week. All right, buddy. (laughs) volume. Infinity presents
1: a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York city.